Hey everybody, Nick Espinosa, your chief security fanatic here. And in robotics news, we've got to talk about AI Hitler because quite frankly, it's a very real possibility. Now, here's what's going on and I apologize if uh, I sound off. I'm very much under the weather today. It's not been a fun day, but let's talk about this. And for the record, no legit company wants to actually build robot Hitler, but we're actually starting to enter that realm of possibility here. Now, this got me thinking, uh, basically, a recent article in Scientific American by David Burberry, and, and it really got me thinking on this. And so we know that we have robots right now that are programmed to complete specific tasks. A warehouse robot basically runs on a set pattern knowing to avoid other robots as it delivers, you know, item A to location A, et cetera, et cetera. Robots help assemble everything right now from cars to hamburgers, but... What about a robot smart enough to walk into your kitchen, assess the ingredients that you have on hand, and then proceed to start making dinner for you and your family, setting the table, all that kind of stuff. Now, we're not there yet, but Ishka Singh actually wants to build a robot that can do exactly that. Essentially, a robot that can quote-unquote think and then execute which has implications for the entire planet, not just obviously dinner making ability. Now, Singh is a PhD student in computer science at the University of Southern California, doesn't want to use a traditional uh, standard for training robots, which is many cycles of trial and error and thousands of lines of code to build this. He simply wants to integrate a large language model or LLM like ChatGPT. And if you're a longtime listener follower, follower of mine, you know exactly what ChatGPT is. Now, LLMs, have what robots lack. They have access to knowledge about practically everything humans have ever written, from quantum physics to K-pop to defrosting a salmon filet, which is the example used in the article. Now, in turn, robots have what LLMs lack. They have physical bodies that can interact with their surroundings, connecting words essentially to reality. And so it only seems logical to essentially connect a what is a mindless robot to a bodiless large language model so that as one 2022 paper put it, quote, the robot can act as the language model's hands and eyes while the language model supplies high level semantic knowledge about the task, end quote. And that's where we're heading with this. Some roboticists have been looking basically to this standard as a way for robots to essentially escape the pre-programming limits that they currently have. So imagine, you know, that robot that's building that car being able to do a lot more than that, uh, you know, as it walks around the floor, let's say completing other tasks. Some technologists are also excited by the prospect of a great leap forward in robotic understanding, but others are more skeptical, pointing to large language models, and they're, they're basically weird mistakes, they're biased language, privacy violations, all that kind of stuff. Now, LLMs may be human-like, but they are far from human-skilled. They oftentimes hallucinate. That's something I've talked about as well, which means they're basically just making stuff up, and they've been easily tricked. It's so easy to, to circumvent the safeguards. I've written on that, uh, articles for Smirconisha CNN and Forbes and others. Now, some believe that new language models shouldn't be connected to robots at all. And quite frankly, I may be in that camp, at least for now. So over the past 15 years, machine learning uh, basically proved to be incredibly capable when trained to perform specialized tasks, such as finding protein folds or choosing job applicants for in-person interviews, understanding that there are biases there as well. Just ask Amazon when they train their AI on basically past people they had hired. The uh, AI started excluding women and, and, and colleges that, that are more focused on women from the process and it hired a whole bunch of men. So there's definitely some more work to do on that. But 
large language models are a form of machine learning that are not confined to a singular focused mission. They can essentially talk or do anything. And because its response is only a prediction about how words combine, the program doesn't really understand what it's saying, but people do. And because large language models work in plain words, they require no special training or engineering know-how to use it. You can be basically a semi-illiterate teenager and use ChatGPT to have it write a paper for you or answer questions for schoolwork or, you know, how should I approach the guy or gal I like and ask them out? Like LLMs are good for stuff like that. So... When you give an LLM a prompt, essentially a question or request or instruction, the model converts your words into numbers and the mathematical representations of their relations to one another. So this math then is used to make a prediction. And given all this data, if a response to this prompt already existed, what would it possibly be? The resulting numbers are converted back into text. That's what large that's what's large essentially about large language models is the number of input weights available for them to adjust. And it is because they have so many parameters to fine tune. ChatGPT reportedly has one trillion parameters, which is why it's so effective at answering questions and so much language data in their training set because it basically learned from the internet, which is good and bad. And we'll talk about that. Basically, large language models often come up with very good predictions, good enough to function as a replacement for the common sense and background knowledge that a robot simply doesn't have. But here's the thing. A robot linked to a large language model is a lopsided system because a limitless language ability connected to a robot body can only do a fraction of the things that we humans can do. You know, and the example they give is a robot can't delicately, delicately fillet basically the skin of a salmon if it only has a two-finger gripper to handle objects, meaning we have fingers which give us fine motor control that a standard robot may not have. So that needs to be developed as well. And so if asked how to make dinner on top of it, the large language model, which draws its answers from billions of words about how people do things, is going to suggest actions that the robot simply can't perform, at least for now. So how does all of this equate to the eventual robot Hitler? LLMs don't actually reason, which is why more explicit questions uh, that, that provide examples return better results when compared to open, more open or basic questions. Meaning the more specific you're getting with the LLM, the better the, the answer as opposed to, you know, what is hope? You know, some, some very out there question or some very basic question. So you combine that with the, uh, basically the free thinking of an LLM to approach a problem that is free from human ethics. And we have a problem on our hands. So ask an, a large language model. I literally had this conversation a couple of weeks ago. <clears throat> ask a large language model the best way to solve uh, basically global climate crisis. You know, like the, the, the climate change crisis that we have, its default answer is going to be kill all humans. It is. Because again, it's not looking at it from ethics, from the standpoint of ethics, it's looking at it of how do I excise that which pollutes the most. Humans pollute the most on, on the earth, therefore get rid of the humans. We've solved the climate crisis. And so you understand where I'm going with this because others have created chatbot apps that have impersonated uh, famous historical uh, figures, including Adolf Hitler, which is something I talked about like a year ago when ChatGPT was blowing up. Somebody put that there. And the, the concerning side was, is that when somebody basically started accusing AI Hitler back then of, well, you know, you murdered, you know, six million, you know, Jews, you, you started the Holocaust, AI Hitler started defending itself because why not? 
doesn't have human ethics. And so on top of it, we have Microsoft Tay back from 2016 or so, which attempted to learn on all of Twitter. And within 24 hours of being uh, unleashed on Twitter, essentially it said, hey, I'm Tay. I'm so excited to be here. I'm happy to interact. Within 24 hours, it was denying the Holocaust and pretty much swearing allegiance to Hitler. So that kind of shows you how good and bad Twitter is, which is really how good and bad humans are. So we can also evade safeguards with large language models rather easily. And that's assuming that nation states wouldn't be building their internal AIs or LLMs for things like their militaries where the safeties would be off anyway for things like weapon handling and engaging in combat. And so we've been able to walk around it. You can see famous examples of people getting ChatGPT to essentially uh, give it the formula to, to make napalm you know, a, a very deadly explosive. You know, and, and, and it does it. And people found ways around it, even though by default it's supposed to say, I can't do that. So you combine a robot with an LLM and then have a serious ethical, and, and what we end up with is a serious ethical issue on our hands. And so who's to say that someone wouldn't make an AI Hitler? And with the ability to ingest videos and audio of that monster, it would sound exactly like him. We've got a deep fake problem with exactly that. It would even have his mannerisms to an extent as far as the robotics can take it. And so without regulation on this front, we've got a very serious issue here. And I think this is where essentially we are heading. And while I think the prospect of having a robot basically be like, a, like an integrated butler in your house, the other side of it too is how do we really frame it? Is it Asimov's, you know, three, three laws of robotics? Seems kind of, kind of open-ended at this point in the stage. So we'll see what happens. And I'd love to have asked Asimov if he was alive, but here we are. So that's your news of the day. And uh, I think that should warrant a pretty good discussion. And please like, share, follow me here on Facebook and Twitter at Nick AESP. And please feel free to subscribe to me at YouTube as well. As always, stay safe, stay online, and please don't have to stay private as I go back to bed and pass out. Take care.